The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. July 24th, 2020, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, SmackDown on Fox. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, and uh, Friday Night Raj, NWO Raj, in effect. I decided to wear the NWO shirt. Go go full on. Go full on tonight. There you go. <laughs> and got a little bit of the bubbly, so uh, let's do this. <laughs> Punching his mic. <laughs> Let me see the bubbly again. Now, here's the... Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> are you are you normally a wine drinker? I am. I just I just can't drink beer that much anymore and hard alcohol. It just I black out with hard alcohol, so I, I stick black out. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean with shots, yeah. yeah it's, well, uh, at least you know that. Could you know that about yourself at least? Yeah. I had a Modelo tonight instead of Corona, and I feel like I just drank a heavy like Boston Lager or something by comparison. It was so much heavier. Yeah, What's that's my thing with beer is it, it just feels so heavy. Yeah, Modelo, a it's, a, it's a Mexican beer, um, but it's a little more full body. Now, granted, I like the Corona Light. I like a nice light beer because yeah. that way if you drink two or three of them, you don't feel heavy, you don't feel groggy. But Modelo, uh, yeah, this wasn't a light beer. So I'm just like, whoa, this was, was uh, something else. I'm a lightweight, though. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast, like one or two beers, and I'm just like flying. I don't, I don't, I never drink. I, I don't. Which is weird because I'm an, not weird, but I'm an opioid addict, right? Recovered yeah. and whatnot. You'd think, but I don't know. It was never my deal, and I don't like the taste of it. I can't stand it. Oh, oh, there he is. Uh, uh, Matt, we lost you for a second. Oh boy, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, now we, we go. You. So, um, my dad used to drink a beer with every meal, and wow. I remember trying this. I was like, "How does he? How did he, in my head? How did my dad do this? It tastes like crap." Yeah. To like have a beer and like your meal. I, I know everybody does that. I'm just telling you my own perspective. I can't. Oh, I broke. get it, man. I mean, that's why I think I like the lighter beers because it goes down smoother. It's not as acidic tasting. Um, I mean, really, my dream beer is like a beer soda. If you could just give me something with like a little bit of the edge, but a little of that smoothness, that'd be great. But you know what it is, Matt? And I've been through this too. It's like times when I've worked a more stressful job 
or now when it gets really hot out, it's like, does it taste great? No, but I know that it's ice cold, and I know that after one or two, I'm not going to care so much. Yeah. You know, it just takes that edge off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like IPAs, but the only thing, you can only drink like two or three, and then What's you're just IPA? Full. It's a What's India that? Pale Ale. It's like a, I think a more, more full body. It's not, it's not a light beer, but... Uh, Guys, do you know what's going to make you feel that way when you're getting off work and you want to relax? The gym. Yeah. In fact, I will argue the endorphins you will get from it will make you feel even better than the beer will. So when I've had a few glasses of wine, I feel like working out. (laughs) Like I go in my, I mean, I'm not doing anything dangerous, like, you know, any uh, skull crushers or anything, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm with you, Matt. You know what it was for me? And here's my biggest problem that I've always had with working on. I don't know if you found this. I used to love upper body day. Everything else can go to hell. Uh, leg, leg day sucks. I agree. Leg day Have sucks. you ever seen Great Kali? Like Great Kali, like when he doesn't, like when he wears shorts? No. He's all upper body. His legs are like mine. Like just super skinny. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I could literally just stand at the uh, machines and do cable crossovers. I could do that for hours. I love that. Like you the mirror and you do it with your that. muscles. You see your muscles <laughs> yes. going. I'll have to find He's some right. photos of me back when. It, but no, it's, it's great because you see all the muscles in your chest and arms just flexing. And it's just yeah. the most narcissistic thing, but it feels great. It is. Moving the weight. <laughs> like that, I could go to do all the goddamn time. So Everything you, you else, can, though. Whoa. So you can give me shit, but uh, Ryback and I. We're talking this morning on the podcast about we were the Roman Reigns video of him working, you know, his working out where he just looks yeah. jacked as hell. But yeah. right after you're done working out, you look jacked. An hour later, it goes away. Yes, it does. Yes, so, it does. When I, when I used to bounce at nightclubs, I used to try to do arm day, arm day right yeah. before. Yeah. And I always wonder why when I'd go to work, I'm like, damn, my arms are actually smaller than when I, before I went into the gym. Right. It's because it's, you want to look big before you guys go out. Everybody, every guy that's watching this, you know, you want to look big. You go out to your club or going out wherever you're trying to go to impress, wherever you're trying to impress because you think you're big. P.S. That, that nobody really cares. But inside your head, you think they do. So listen, this is what you do. You carb up, especially if you're eating clean. Your last two meals, carb up like spaghetti. I mean, carb, carb up. And you'll, have, you'll be fuller. You'll be bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, e- that same evening. Just do some uh, curls and some push-ups before you go out. And... That's what I mean. When I used to bounce, I just try it. It would disappear like 15 minutes later. Yeah. Like you need uh, you need some uh, weights in your pockets, I guess, to just do them quickly before you get in the club. But yeah. You know. <laughs> but maybe it's the definition. Maybe it's the narcissism. Maybe when I start going to the gym again, I'm going to get a mirror in front of me and a mirror behind me. That way I can watch my back when I'm doing flies and rows and stuff like that. If I could just get a mirror on every muscle that I'm working out, maybe I'd be more into it because I would see the progress. Well, gyms have mirrors all the way around. You know what I mean? Hey, I've got a quick one. Uh, So, folks, in case you can't tell what our opinion on SmackDown was tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Chris Lau, $5 Super Chat, wants to know, speaking of working out, Matt, do you think fasted cardio in the morning burns more fat? So fasted cardio, I remember Bill Phillips talking about this. You don't eat before you do your cardio in the morning. Yes. Yes, it absolutely does burn more fat. And it rock it rock starts your metabolism. It speed jumps it. It's I, honestly, it's the equivalent of a fat burner. I'm dead serious. Huh. Well, I mean, it's no hydroxy cut, but that's not legal anymore. 
Oh, I do the intermittent fasting. Uh, I don't know if you guys do that, where you <laughs> you stop eating at like eight o'clock and I'm you gonna, don't eat until till, till, until I, noon. I, I'm I, I'm gonna start that actually fairly soon here. It's been, I mean, it's been pretty good because I've been eating like shit, but my weight has been <laughs> contained. So I just need if I can get back to. It's been about a, a month and a half since I've been like working out consistently. It's like once a week right gotcha. now. But with the intermittent fasting, when I do it with working out consistently, it's been uh, it's been good. Yeah. So uh, you know, next we're going to cover uh, methods for getting a good night's sleep. Uh, we'll talk soon about how to boost your productivity in the afternoon. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, alternatives to that afternoon cup of coffee and more here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, where we talk about everything except professional wrestling. At least this episode of SmackDown. Oh, man. Like, okay, there was some okay stuff tonight, right? I mean, it wasn't an entire yes. shit show. Yes. No, it was not. I like the bar fight. I thought that was really good. Uh, I thought that was the most was. hard-hitting cinematic match they've had yet. Really? Uh, I, yeah. Then what? I, 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 well, to be fair, I like that they're doing more of these cinematic matches. Absolutely. I love it. I hated the Swamp fight, but I thought this was, uh, I thought this was okay. I, I give the Swamp fight a pass because at least it, it was something different. And it's still better than Bray versus uh, Strowman in a ring. I'm sorry. That, that's not going to be a good match. But they had that one where Red, Red Sweater Brave wrestled Strowman. And until they, so they did the, the shit at the end with the mask and everything, oh. I thought it was, it was pretty hard hitting. Like, they can do a match. I think Bray, the problem with Bray... Do you remember last year at SummerSlam? I can't believe it was only a year ago. It feels like five years ago when he wrestled Finn Balor. The Fiend wrestled Finn Balor, and he was just fucking awesome. Like, it was just, it just felt like we had a new superstar, like the next Undertaker. And then now they've just watered it down so much with the the sweaters and the Firefly Funhouse. And it's just, it's just gotten, uh, it's just taken away all the effectiveness of that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, you can only be new once, right? But it's not just that. If they had just kept that up instead of all the ridiculousness that they they started doing after, like the swamp fight, um, just keep him as this badass that comes out with this crazy music and the, the lights don't go down, and you know, I, I think that would have been way more effective than than what they've been doing. Hmm. Yeah, I could see it. Someone, I gotta answer this. Uh, I was watching the South Park episode of Casa Bonita because SmackDown was lame. Yes, Casa Bonita is a real restaurant. Uh, I've been there many times. The food sucks, but it's really cool inside. If you got kids, they have cliff divers and and a dancing bear. So, oh, wow. you, if you live in Colorado, you got to go. What's you cliff divers? Uh, so they have a cliff and, and a pool. So they have people diving. At a restaurant? Off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it's 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 like a entertainment. Yeah, it's like a high-tech Chuck E. Cheese in, in a lot of ways, but the food is just disgusting. So let me get this straight. After your country, you're dead to country club playing golf, right? <laughs> yes. With your Kangol hat on, your cigar, you go you go back and have a little brewski with the boys, I'm sure. Yes. And then, um, <laughs> let me think. You probably uh, go and get a spitz, I'm sure, after that, right, Glenn? And then, then the oh, yeah. massage, and yes. Hang on, it gets better. And then he goes to eat at a restaurant where we go to McDonald's, Glenn. He goes and he's going to go eat, and he's going to where they give him entertainment while he eats. Entertain me, divers. Entertain me. 
<laughs> and then to add insult to injury, he sends the family home, goes to Dave and Buster's by himself. Yes. To then play all the games. Yeah, <laughs> ski ball. I don't want my kids taking my turn. <laughs> I got to tell you, the best life hack uh, my family came up with about 10 years ago. You ever, I mean, you guys know this. You try and go out to eat on Mother's Day. Every place is packed, right? And if they don't take reservations, yeah. you're yeah. waiting forever. You want to go to Chevy's. You want to go to the Olive Garden. It's just some place where you can have a you know, nice sit down. We started going to Chuck E. Cheese on Mother's Day. That place is what? empty. And we are a skee-ball family. So mm. we would take my mom to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. We would get you know, a pitcher of beer. We get some breadsticks and pizza. And then we just hang out as a family. We play skee-ball. We had the place to ourselves. It was fantastic. That's no cool. way. Chuck E. Cheese, they changed the look inside. So like, <laughs> I've taken my kids lately. And it, it's like... Bright, it doesn't have the the same no, ambiance that no, you have. No way. Like it had a stage when we were little. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the mechanical gimmick it, creatures, animals, whatever, right. were awesome. Yes. Yes. Now it feels like a McDonald's where there's a separate playhouse on the side. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so bootlegged by comparison. What and they got rid of the arcade games. I mean, you remember yeah. you used to go there, like, dra- first time I played Dragon's Lair, <clears throat> Chuck E. Cheese. First time I played Firefox, all the great new games were always at Chuck E. Cheese first. And actually, you know, that's why it was started. Nolan Bushnell. Paperboy. Yeah, Paperboy's my jam. Uh, Nolan Bushnell, who founded Atari founded Chuck E. Cheese because he was trying to change oh. the reputation of arcades. They were seen as seedy oh, and not a place you want kids to go. So we started a restaurant chain where the whole family could go and pump money. Remember you buy the tokens and yeah. then you can't get the cash back for the tokens. So you just like, you're giving them the money up front, putting the tokens in the game. It's a scam. They got it all dialed. Yeah. Showbiz pizza. People are bringing up uh, pistol pizza. If you lived in New Mexico, Oregon grinder. When I lived in Oregon, all those, they had kind of the Why same did thing. You- why did you live in those states? What brought you to Oregon? All, I've lived everywhere. <laughs> Why? Uh, my parents just, my dad just moved around a lot. Like I was born in Kentucky. We moved to Pennsylvania, then to Oregon, uh, and then what? to New Mexico, then Virginia. Actually, West Virginia in the middle there. And uh, yeah, then Colorado, I California, cannot, back to Colorado. I cannot imagine Raj living in these states for some reason. I know. I, know. I was born Dude, in Kentucky. You had it worse than me. My dad is a rabbi. That was like being in the military because he would change congregations and we yes. moved. But we did uh, yep. Michigan twice and California twice. And I felt like that was a lot. Yeah. Just in the bouncing back and forth. Um, so what is it? We got some super chats here. We have a show. We, we do. Do we? It's Friday <laughs> we night. I cover it. I mean, really. Uh, Bob yeah, the Builder. Let, let's, let's get to the show after this. Uh... CA $2 says uh, Matt Muhammad Hassan gave you a shout out. I heard um, it. I heard it on Chris Van Vliet. I heard it. Thank you very much. At the end of uh, his interview, Hassan, uh, man, he was a he was a great talent. Absolutely. He's doing awesome in real life. He's a principal of a junior high school. He's oh wow, doing great. Yeah. Leonza Duncan says uh, tonight was the first WWE show he enjoyed from start to finish, start to end. Good. In a while. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't a bad show yeah. by any means. I mean, there was no. stuff that made no sense. Like Grand Middle League getting a title shot when he's never won a singles match on SmackDown. Um, yes, I agree with that part. But like versus Raw, come on, this is a night and day show, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. And part of it's in short. I was thinking about this the other day. You ever notice a lot of bad movies are 90 minutes long? And I think the reason why is in 90 minutes, even a terrible movie goes by quick. It's when something is two and a half hours and it sucks. That's when you're just like, this is terrible. I'm turning it off and never watching it again. I'm not watching a movie if it sucks. It, it, 
like after about an hour, if it doesn't get good, I'm not watching it. Anymore. If there's 30 minutes left in the movie, you're just like, screw this. I'm turning it off. I see. It would have yeah. lost my attention earlier on. Yeah. There's so yeah. many movies I've seen like 20 minutes of. And it's like, Interesting. Fuck yes. it, you're out of here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if it doesn't catch me within that time frame, same way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've only walked out in a theater. I've only walked out of like one movie, and that was Coyote Ugly because uh, the original Kings of Comedy was playing next door. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather spend so two hours watching that. Yeah. Yeah. And that not to blow your mind, choice. but I walked, me and my wife walked out of Lord of the Rings, the first one. You know, that was a really boring film. Same with the first Harry Potter. Very long, too. It was Very boring long. as hell. I couldn't do it. I'm with you. Leon, our superstar, 499, oh. European currency, saying Swamp Fight or Bar Fight, which should have closed Extreme Rules? Oh, God. The Bar Fight was so much better. Bar Fight. Bar Fight, yeah. Um, it did have The Bar Fight, you have a bunch of, it was like uh, a bunch of wrestling writers playing Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> You're no Stanley Kubrick, you know? Yeah, the bar looked too clean. It looked like one of those chain pubs at the outlet mall. That was my issue. It's not what I think of when I think of a bar fight. Justin Lopez, five That was a real bar. I understand, but it's saying it was like a corporate, like cookie cutter bar, Raj. It wasn't like a real Irish pub. Do you think there's ever been like a real fight anywhere near that magnitude in that bar? Like maybe well, somebody no, punched somebody in a bouncer the, dragged them out. I'm just saying. Fights near that magnitude are broken up in 10 seconds. Yes, no one's ever smashed anyone with a, you know, a cue ball in that bar. I'm just saying. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5 saying, I eliminated SmackDown from my viewing schedule because there's so much bad TV we could take during the week. But I popped when I saw it. Big E. That's right. Big E getting a singles run tonight. It was announced. It was announced. Yeah. Yes. Knowing WWE, he'll get beaten his first match, but we'll see. Leon's... <laughs> Leonza Duncan's uh, saying the stuff with the mask was the best part of it. I'm assuming he's meeting the uh, swamp fight. And lastly, Bob the Builder CA. Uh, I think what would help the product would be to make the title shots mean something instead of just handing it for no reason. It boggles my mind. Well, it is filler. Yeah, I have no, I have no problem doing filler, but at least from a storyline, have him get a couple wins first. Have these guys get a couple wins before they're put in this match. It makes no yeah. sense otherwise. From a storyline perspective. Anyway. And we'll talk about this. Oh, sorry. Uh, we'll talk oh, about this later ahead. on the show. Matthew Pierce with 499 saying, why is Adam Cole and Pat McAfee confrontation? Uh, what was that? Sorry if we covered it. We'll cover that later in the show. You got that in the news, right? Yeah. Cool. Matt, did okay. you see that? The Adam Cole, uh, Pat McAfee stuff? Yeah, I did. I, I, I don't think that's real. No. For, it, Adam Cole would never. He's such a pro. He would never uh, break nope. equipment. Yeah. <sighs> okay, right. then. You got, you got chat, Raj? You got something else? You got something to show? Uh, show. All right, let's oh, see. Sorry. Dave, Dave already claiming AEW demo was better than SmackDown. Um, Dave yes. Shearer? Who, who are you talking about here? Uh, probably Dave? your boy, Dave Meltzer. Meltzer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Your favorite. <laughs> I mean, uh, AEW did win uh, 18 to 34 females last week. And, and, and granted... It's not the major demo or anything like that, but the fact that AEW <clears throat> beat Ron SmackDown in a demo for the first time ever, um, oh. it's it's a big deal. I mean, it, that's how this stuff starts a lot of times. Is like you win one demo one week, and then you start winning another one. WWE needs to get their shit together because the programming they're putting on is not working, and AEW this week showed that if you put on a hot show, um, you can still get ratings in this COVID era. Crazy thing is, the 18 to 34 demo, you see those anti-vaping ads and anti-smoking ads all the time over WWE programming, not over AEW. There's no teenagers 
watching well, a lot of those are house ads right like uh, yeah, a lot of them are free but still right should be paying money AEW is probably selling more ads uh so let's talk about the show tonight sasha banks and bailey opening up the show tonight talking about how great they are confronted by nikki cross and alexa bliss this leads to a stipulation match if uh alexa beats nikki her best friend or nikki beats alexa the next uh they'll get a shot at bailey's smackdown title and uh during this match in the middle they teamed up and went after sasha and bailey a little bit but uh this was a pretty straightforward match between two friends and nikki cross won to become the new number one contender going to get that title opportunity again her rematch next week on smackdown you can see this going in this direction obviously right yeah like i can't believe i'm saying that i never thought nikki cross would get to this point if i'm being honest um yeah. she's she's been a, she's been a pleasant surprise i agree i still think alexa bliss is the star She's she definitely is. She yeah. definitely is. No question. Yes, I agree. I just, I hated this tag team from day one. I hated it month <laughs> after month after month. I just don't like it because Alexa Bliss is a singles star. I agree. Big well, star. And the storyline was, it should have been Alexa turns on Nikki. Like, that's what you expected a year ago. And they that never can still happen. It. Why can't that still happen? I, I just feel like they've watered down Alexa so much that if it happens now, they've kind of missed the peak. You know what I mean? Because she's not as over or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. She wasn't that because she was that deceiving heel. Now, now when she does it, they're both they've both been knocked down a, a lot, in my opinion, especially Alexa. Nikki, Nikki's where she is, but I don't know. All right. Yeah. Who do you think a uh, better chance of uh, winning their title opportunity, Grand Metalik or uh, Nikki Cross next week? <laughs> Nikki Cross? No, I don't yeah, know. Nikki. That's a, no, a toss-up. That's a toss-up. <laughs> Either would be a stupid decision. Yeah. Although I could see the Nikki thing. I mean, they're teasing tonight like Nikki and Alexa breaking up, but I could see swerving it. I mean, if Billy and Sasha don't split next week, there's no way they're accelerating that for SummerSlam. Like, there wouldn't be enough time to build it. Um, so we, Sasha and Bailey are on fire right now, by the way. Like, they, oh, absolutely. And Bailey is it has been doing the best job as a heel over the past couple of months because I I thought she was miscast for a yep. while and I feel like she's kind of she was into it. Yeah. She, she's the be- for me she's one of my favorite things on SmackDown definitely Same. top three for me. Her and Sasha both maybe top two. Yeah. Yes. And no audience, no audience has benefited them so much because they don't have to worry about especially Bailey. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so they're great. They're all over. WWE programming. Um, I mean, that's the thing. So the question is, do they think there's ratings and keeping them together or more ratings and giving them a singles feud? I don't know. I, I, you know, if, if they treated the women like the men, I think they should, they would hold off on that split till WrestleMania and then have Sasha versus Bailey at WrestleMania. Cause that's in my opinion right now, that's the biggest women's match you can have. You told me they were going to be at SummerSlam. I think that's what they're doing. But if, if it were me, I would hold off. Have them, uh, the champions of the respective brands, they're just running roughshod. And then, you know, after the Royal Rumble, you start breaking them up and, and leading to WrestleMania. Because what, uh, what women's match is bigger right now? None. Yeah. I'm not, no. Uh, none. Yeah. So if that's your biggest women's match, save it for the biggest stage and do the build to that, in my opinion. 
Okay, then. You think so? So again, you think wait, Sasha and Bailey can make? You think they can actually make it to WrestleMania? I don't think they will. I don't think WWE has the patience for it. But no, I think they but should. you think the fans? You think the fans? You think the girls could carry on what they're carrying on right now through what month are we in? We're, in, we're year. heading to August. Um, so it's six August, months. September, six October, months. November, December, January, February, so March. But five months eight, is when the WrestleMania months. build starts. So yeah, five yeah. months. Yeah. I think they could easily oh. do it. They've done it for like three years. That's another five months. I'm just going to (laughs) say. If they do it right now, it's going to be the main event of SummerSlam. Sasha versus Bailey. I don't think they'll put them on in the main event. It should be. It should be. be. I agree. It should be. It's the biggest thing. It'd be the biggest thing in uh, WWE right now. Uh, Andrew versus Orton, that's going to be the the last match at SummerSlam. Antoine Fair giving $2 just to troll you, Matt. He's not even saying anything. He's just tossing money. Antoine, stop wasting your money on us. Uh, so after this first match, uh, we had to look back on the Swamp Fight. We had uh, Bray. So retiring uh, Max Katie Bray, Cape Fear Bray, it looks like, uh, for after that one-off appearance in the build to the fight with Braun at Extreme Rules. So, so Glenn, you match- like the Swamp Fight, right, Matt? Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. The horror movie stuff was cool. I mean, the stuff at the end, the the stuff with Alexa, that was awesome. Like, that was and awesome. it sucked. Alexa has had so little to do with this career to make matter. it seem like it was some haunting it was, part. It was a deep cut because he still uh, oh yearns for her. He still. Oh uh, my god! It it was like a kid who had to. Uh, they, they said, uh, "Make a Stanley Kubrick movie." That's what it felt. like. Who is Stanley Kubrick? You keep saying him. Oh, I don't know who really? he is. Uh, the He's Shining, one of the greatest movies. Full Metal uh, Jacket, 2001. The Shining. Clockwork Orange. Wow, I did not know that. Eyes yeah. Wide Shut was his uh, last movie before he passed away. Those are all really monster movies. I did not know that. But uh, t- have you seen 2001? No. Okay, so if you watch it, it's 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 that kind of style where it's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, but it's so brilliantly done that you leave it and you're just like, what you know, what did I see? That was amazing. Is it this a new movie? Was... No, no, no. no. Was like they call it 2001? <laughs> it was called 2001. Yeah. A space it was like Odyssey. 1970, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, kind of like The Shining. The Shining had all those random shots, like the dude in the dog costume, like all this random imagery. It's actually, that's what killed the Psycho remake when Gus Van Sant put the, in, like, when you saw Norman's warped mind, it was so lame. I mean, the Psycho remake was lame for other reasons, but... Uh, the Shining is the greatest horror movie, in my opinion, of all time. Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? Of all time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What would you guys say if you had Jaws. to pick one? Jaws. Jaws is not a horror. Jaws? Movie. That's a thriller. Well, but... It's got... I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to leave things out. I feel like on the spot, but the scariest thing to me when I was a little kid was definitely Freddy Krueger. And it was Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Original Nightmare on Elm Street's. Although my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie is part three Dream Warriors, just because I like what they did. Because you could fight stuff. back. Yes, that was it was very comic book. It gave, it gave me con- it gave me confidence as a little boy. Sort of, sort of, got it. Did they used to be terrified? I would look under my bed and stuff, thinking if I put my feet on the ground, Freddy's claws were going to come out. And like, oh yeah, I was terrified of him. I think Shining, uh, Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Scream was awesome. Okay. So yes, for like comedy and stuff, I wasn't scared by it. That's you were scared by it. Well. I wouldn't say scared by it, but it's a horror movie. 
But the scariest thing in the whole Scream series was the start of Scream 2 when Jada Pinkett was getting murdered on stage and people oh, thought it was no. part of the act. I don't like, agree with that. I think the first huh? with, with Drew Barrymore, because you didn't see it coming. If you saw that in the theater, you thought Drew Barrymore was one of the stars. You thought she's getting away. Yeah. And then, yeah. Dude, and, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the first one. Oh, I just don't yeah. mess with that shit, man. That's too like that, was a little that too feels much. feels too real. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna be that kind of scared. The sickest one. Have you guys seen Wolf Creek? Uh, no, but nope. I know of it. Don't ever see it because it, it is sick. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't need like for me, and that's what I like about Jaws is that Jaws. The is saw, very, the, oh yeah, Saws. They were scary. Yeah. yeah. The the twist ending to the first Saw is one of the best twists in cinema. I mean, it was brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, Freddy versus Jason, very underrated. I agree. That is yes. aged remarkably well. I need to see it again. Yep. Yeah, it's actually better now, I think, than when it first came out. Uh, Jason won, right? Not well, they kind of left but... it open. I mean, it was left to your imagination who won, you know, like That's Jason bullshit. technically won the fight, but Freddie was still yes. there at the end. He did the wink at the camera. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bob the Builder, $2, says, are there any larger-than-life stars on the roster? I think uh, Sasha Banks by far right now. I think she could get there. She's not yet, but if they pushed her right. There's no larger-than-life well, stars on in you, WWE. You, yes, there oh. is. Braun Strowman is larger than life. Uh, I think they've watered him down tremendously. He walks into an airport. His mom, for me, what larger life is when you walk through an airport, everybody comes flocking up to you to take photos. Yeah, there, there is that, but there's also like people are watching you. Like people are changing the channel to watch it. Like, like how Goldberg was back in the day, or, or you know, Stone Cold's oh, obvious. WWE, WWE doesn't have that. Sasha, nobody, yeah, nobody yeah. does that. But Braun, they were doing it for a while when he was flipping ambulances and just being this killer. I mean, they had that for a bit, and then they just watered Strowman down. He could be that guy. He could have been that guy. Not people clicking the through fiend. the channels and stopping. The feed I could see, but no, not people Strowman, clicking through the channels. Strowman for yeah. that that year when they were really pushing him, when he had that feud with Roman, those were they like did. the highest rated quarters. Yeah. They they were okay. They were, but they. I'm saying people clicking through the channels and stopping. Yeah, like I think we think they do. I don't even think they do that with Steve. Yeah. I mean, what's else let me flip channels? I mean, I can go to my guide and yeah. see everything that's on. You know, I can watch stuff on demand. It's very rare that I that's flip a good. Channels. That's a good point. That's, that's changed, a really yeah. good point. Um, but, but to that token, Matt, I feel like they've had that a lot. I think, like, Ricochet could have been that guy if they didn't squandered it. Rhea Ripley, if I was flipping channels, how she was in her build would have drawn me. And Bianca oh, Belair. Many Bellair, of yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, I will argue so this. They have so many more than they've ever had. Maybe even yeah. this is their fault, not the talents. Mm-hmm. Bob the Builder also saying NWO Haraj greater than Bucci Glenn greater than Big Matt. Oh. Matt. There you go. Oh Matt, you're at the bottom. The bottom of the pecking order. Oh no! Yikes! Yikes! Great, uh, good story, Bob. Can you do me a favor? Can you pay Super Chat to go on to the next damn match already? Bob the Builder also <laughs> saying, "I swear Glenn has a movie reference for everything." Yes, I have a beautiful mind. Ah, uh, huh? and. See what I did there. Uh, so we got Matt Riddle versus Tony Nice. Matt Riddle getting a pretty easy win. This this was good. I love Tony Nice. I wish yeah. he took him more seriously, but uh, this was good. Matt Riddle getting good. a quick win. Yeah, I mean then, it's, it's everything good. it should have been. And then uh, Baron yeah. Corbin. They they beat out. Riddle too quick with AJ Styles. They shouldn't. He shouldn't yeah. have lost already. You know, three weeks in. The I agree. I agree. I agree. 
Uh, Corbin coming out, taunting Riddle, so they're building them up for SummerSlam. Um, this was interesting today with Miz TV, Miz and Morrison talking about the Naomi deserves better hashtag. Once again, the WWE trying to uh, capitalize on their own misstep and fan outcry tonight. We were in the comment section for that, I think, right? We, I mean, we've been hyping Naomi forever on this podcast, certainly recently, but I mean, isn't this weird, Matt? I mean, how would you feel if like you were a trending hashtag where it was like WWE treats Matt Morgan like shit. They're like, hey, we're going to make this into a story. And you're like, great. Does it end with me getting the championship or more TV time? They're like, <laughs> yes, no, yes. but for a couple of weeks, we're going to at least acknowledge it and then just go back to doing what we've been doing to you. You know, they won't say that last part to her. They'll, yeah. they'll say everything else. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the talent, too. If there was hashtag give Tony Nese a chance, I don't think he'd be getting pushed next week. But Naomi. Good. You know, Is Naomi's the been there for a long time. She's a she's super athletic. She's got charisma. She's, she's a whole enchilada. She's exactly. I think she, she's been, she's been that though. Yes, for quite a few years. I don't know what the hell they're waiting on. Exactly. Why is she so underutilized? It just makes no sense. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't. It's just they haven't found a right storyline or whatever. But she is her and Lacey Evans, and Lacey Evans is a heel. Her yes. Southern Ben Southern Bell character. And Naomi, it just works perfect. Absolutely, they should. I agree. Yes, they should push it further. I mean, I think I think Lacey tonight should have even gone further. Like the idea that you know she's been groomed to be the champion. Naomi's had her chance. She's you know like I think that if yeah. Lacey really healed it up with this, um, this could be like the best feud right now. Yes, in all of WWE, this could be the best women's feud on SmackDown could. for sure. Yeah, could easily if they do it right. Yeah. They need like Lacey coming out of Vince's office, like yeah. They need to make Naomi just the ultimate just she, underdog. She keeps here. getting all like yeah. uh, Lacey keeps getting all yeah. the privilege, you know, opportunities, she, and yep. and Naomi struggling and trying to get to that yep. point, and Lacey's keeping her down. I, I mean, that's that's great storytelling if you do it right. Absolutely, yeah, it could be. Um, but that won't happen. <laughs> well, and it doesn't need to be for a title, but I think they could do this. If they do this well, they could just have it be to become the new number one contender that Lacey's being groomed for that. She's in position. Naomi gets the win and gets that. And then if that takes off, ride that to a championship. So I'm optimistic, man. But yeah, it feels not insulting for them to acknowledge this. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's very, it's, it's like the give Divas a chance thing. It's like, you guys created this situation. Don't act like you're heroes for addressing it uh, because the fans demanded it. Right. And, and and being behind the curve. Yeah. Because yeah. UFC, yeah. they had Ronda Rousey main eventing shows for years before WWE, you know. Um, anyway. yes. uh Louis Thirteen says, The Exorcist. Oh. I just saw mm. it too. If I'd seen that as a kid, that would have freaked me out. Uh, mm. I'm wanting to know if we've seen a lot of Exorcist stands in the crowd tonight. Uh, Matt, you've seen The Exorcist, right? I have. Did you see it? How old were you when you saw it? I have no idea. See, I'd seen, I knew all the jo- I knew all the parts because I'd seen it parodied so many times. So it just wasn't scary to me by the time I saw it. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli, two ninety nine. Braun or the Fiend? Who needs to win more right now? The Fiend. The Fiend. The Fiend's money. Yeah. Braun has been watered down. We've seen Braun. We've seen uh, what they've done with him as a babyface. They need to. They need to turn Braun into a monster again. He's been a uh, he's but been a pussy. The Fiend needs to get wins again. He, yes. He's been damaged. Yeah. 
Matt Wayman, we'll talk about this in the news. Sky, or, yeah, Sky Italia dropped their contract with WWE. Is going to start running AEW in Italy. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Wow. Well, WWE, they've been losing all their UK contracts with Sky. They, they're, they're getting no viewers right now in, in, in the UK. Wow. That's a pretty big deal, actually. Yeah. Uh, we got someone else who, uh, Zach Eisendraft, uh, my girlfriend can't believe you walked out of Lord of the Rings. Glenn, your favorite Harry Potter movie. I was so bored during the first one. I haven't watched a single other one. And in fact, uh, my wife what? was curious about watching them. So I downloaded, the, I downloaded them all for her. She, she for many uh, weeks this year while I was doing the podcast, she would watch the Harry Potter movies. Okay, here we go. Uh, Antoine Fair saying uh, with the $5 super chat, I'm sorry, but the whole Naomi feels like they're about to taking advantage of the BLM and Karen thing. Uh, Lacey gave off a Karen feeling to me. I don't know. So I I didn't know what a Karen was until like three weeks ago. If you don't know what a Karen is, maybe you are the Karen. (laughs) I'm so behind on my urban slang. Uh, Glenn's a Karen. You know you are, Glenn. (laughs) I am so not a Karen. <laughs> I'm like to a fault with everyone, and in fact, it's terrible because I I'm like joking. Yeah, you could come up and like pour a beer on me, and I would probably very nicely, you know, ask you to offer get another. Yeah. <laughs> Can I buy you uh, another? You lost your beer. That makes me sad. Don't say that. No, no, it's not that bad. But no, I think uh, the yeah the Karen thing. But no, uh, to to his point though, it, I do feel like it is co-opting that a little bit with Naomi. I mean, we talked about this before about maybe are they going to put a title on Bobby, given that now is a good time. The optics will be good for WWE. WWE. And yes, it's there. But with Naomi, look, if it's a good storyline, and it's not for me to say whether it's exploitive of the current situation, but I will say that a good storyline that is inspired by current events can be transformative art, but if done poorly, then that's when it's cheap and exploitative. Yeah. Yeah. You hit it on the head, actually. Yes. You know. I am embarrassing. Remlins was the scariest movie. I uh, didn't know what? about that. Uh, M. Ron Pesciron, uh from Aust- from Adelaide uh, saying, good afternoon. What are your thoughts about a fan interactive pay-per-view once a year in the WWE, similar to Taboo Tuesday? Take care. I used to hate Taboo Tuesday because it was a shoot. Right. That was scary as hell to be booked on those shows <laughs> and not know what you're going to be doing. And granted, yes, I could call matches on the fly, but still... You know what I mean? You want some preparedness, at least. Well, they, you would see they were trying to manipulate the voting. They're like, should Steve Austin face, you know, uh, uh, you know, the hurricane or the rock? Or, you know, like, there was always, like, a couple where no one's, you know, voting for it. But then they would sometimes. One, that first one was a shoot. Yeah. No, no, they were, sh- yeah, for sure. And I think Jericho, uh, I think Jericho, he, I can't remember, I think it was Jericho that said that there was one where he was not expected to win the fan voting. They had manipulated it to be someone else, and then it ended up being Jericho. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever asked I, the, I like the idea. The Gremlins question wants to make it clear that it was scary when we were kids. It was a little frightening when I was a child. Um, I mean, there's parts, yeah, I was home alone watching it in the dark. I'm a little boy trying to run to the bathroom and get back into. I, yeah, I could see that. Dude, Hulk Hogan was in Gremlins too. You yeah. remember but that? But in Gremlins one, 
Remember, yes. Gremlins, a movie that was marketed for kids, Phoebe <clears throat> hates <throat> with the Christmas story of why she doesn't celebrate Christmas and her dad dressing up as Santa and breaking his neck in the chimney. Like, that it's is dark. some dark shit to put in a kid's film. And yeah. I remember as a kid thinking, yeah. like, this is really taking me out of the moment here, thinking about a parent yes. dying. Yeah. Um, it was funny that though that they made fun of it in Gremlins too. Uh, yeah. So uh, Hulk Hogan in the theater in Gremlins too was I I'll, I'll always remember that. Is that on the video cassette version or is that was that just the theatrical version? No, I think it's both. I think that's just the the whole movie. I thought they were on the videotape version. They made a version where the Gremlins eat the video. I think it's on the DVD though. I think they intended mm -hmm. it. Uh, Bob the Builder, Canadian oh. five dollars, saying October second, two thousand and two. He remembers it like it was yesterday. He attended an OVW show. And Matt was the main event. I thought Jindrak and Matt Morgan were destined for big things. And Matt is. Matt has done big things. He's Bob mayor. the Builder. How many? Can I ask you a question? How much more are you going to bury me tonight here, Bob the Builder? Good Lord. <laughs> Let me pay $2 in Super Chat to bury you, Bob. He's only the second <laughs> wrestling mayor in the country right now. <laughs> that is bigger and better things. Jesus. Uh, good Lord. <laughs> Matt Morgan, you are so lucky that Sasha Banks's can't do not read. Do not read his response to this no. and say, well, well, "What did it say?" Was no. Uh, you Next are so match, lucky. please. So lucky. Oh yes, match. I'm begging you. Sasha I'm Banks's begging you. Uh, cameos are four hundred dollars. Or someone would have said, "Hey, could you do a cameo shout out for my little buddy Maddie? He's got a big election coming up. He thinks he's the blueprint too." <laughs> Matthew Morgan, Matthew, Maddie Morgan, <laughs> Maddie Morgan. <laughs> Next match, I'm begging you. Okay, okay. Uh, I think there's two more. <laughs> uh, we saw Cesaro and Shitsuke, uh, how they defeated the New Day to become the new tag team champions. And then we got Kofi and Big E backstage. And I like that Kofi saying that uh, with him injured and Xavier being out, now it's maybe it's Big E's time. So Kofi being injured, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't known. That's... No, it wasn't, but... More importantly, it's been a biggie's time. It's been it for like the last three years. How Listen, many times have we talked about this? Zillion. Yeah. I hope they do them right. I do. I, I just, where do you put him though? Because Dude, he, can, he should beat AJ for, at SummerSlam for the IC title. It like he's a to me a heavyweight champion. I mean, yeah. dead serious. What, what what can't he do? I would have liked to seen him turn on Kofi. Being that big badass, oh yeah, elf, yes. I think yes, him I, staying a babyface. It was like it was like Kofi. Kofi never fully separated from the New Day. So while yeah. he was champion, he felt Biggie. like a tag team wrestler with the title. Listen um, to me, Biggie could be an amazing heel, amazing because he's the most. Yes, I know everyone loves Kofi. I would say Biggie's the most beloved of the three. Yes. Seriously, because he's bigger, he's muscle-bound, and he's doing all these silly dances and funny things that he does out there that a big guy like him shouldn't physically be able to do, but he can because he's super coordinated. Yeah. Um, all the all his hijinks, right? Yes. And tomfoolery and shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really charismatic on top of it. So yeah. to flip him opposite and make him heal, dude, oh, oh. Dude, and if he went the I, I, Batista route, like I thought you were my friend, and just kills Kofi, yes, and kills yes. Xavier. Oh my god, that guy is a fucking superstar. So do it, big time. Please do it, please. Like you keep him as a babyface for now. Kofi accidentally costs him whatever title, and then Biggie destroys him, and then just becomes this vicious monster. I think yeah. I think Biggie is just money. 
So, Raj, your favorite booking of the night, the Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match for the IC title. <laughs> oh, my God. Jordy G versus Drew Gulak versus uh, Lindsay Dorado versus Grand Metalik, with Grand Metalik becoming the new number one contender. Okay, but no offense. All those people you just said, I don't care about. That's, that's my problem with it. <laughs> there wasn't one person in this match that I cared about. These guys collectively have had, like, five singles <laughs> wins in the last year. And they're in a, a contenders match. Storyline-wise, um, how does that make any sense? And people can be like, oh, AEW, AEW, this guy got a title shot. <clears throat> I think it's stupid when they do it there, too. I mean, an open challenge, that's a different thing. I had no problem with thing. Kevin Owens yep. uh, accepting uh, John Cena's open challenge or Sami Zayn. But, yeah, right. if Diamante is getting a uh, championship match, which I don't think she is, I think that was a – uh, a, a miss cue on the social media's part on AEW, ah. but if she is, that's stupid as well. Um, having right. four guys that have never won matches or never win right. in, in a He's title right. match uh, or a title contender match—it's just freaking stupid. And it's, have and, some and storytelling. It's when they've been on, they get crushed. They are yes. jobbers. Yes, that's. It's not like it's a, uh, you know, Kofi and. You know, like guys that are a little yes. established, where you could you could buy it, right? Yep. Yes. So, on a kinder note, Leon, our superstar, 1999 European, saying, "Guys, can you please wish my son Leon a happy 12th uh-huh. birthday?" We woke up, it woke him up specifically to open his presents. Oh, hear you guys. He calls Matt uh-huh. the big, tall, baddie badass. Should change your name legally to that, Matt. And he would rather watch old TNA than SmackDown. I'll take care of this. Uh, happy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> on the count of three, you guys. Let's say, on the count of three, say this, let's sing happy birthday to right. him, okay? Okay, you got his name. Make sure you guys are paying attention. Uh, it's la, 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 Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to <laughs> the delay. Oh, Leon, Leon, 12th birthday. Yeah. This is a big deal. Huge deal. 12th birthday, your last year before you're a teenager. Enjoy this. Childhood is fleeting. Grip to it. Cling on to it. Hold it. Get it in your grips and enjoy it. Savor every moment because uh, from 13, you're in for a turbulent ride, but 12 is an awesome age. And you got some pretty cool parents, especially your dad waking you up this late to do this and have us do this for you and give you those gifts, give them a big hug. Happy birthday, Leon. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, pal. So, uh, Antoine Fair gave $5 to say, this is for Matt using tomfoolery and shenanigans in the same sentence. <laughs> Falderall and some Falderall. <laughs> so I've been using fuckery instead of tomfoolery. And it, it, that seems because to it's much well. better. It's yeah. good. It's much the 12-year-old still uh, tuned in, Leon. You're learning some new words today. Oh, boy. <laughs> Happy birthday. That's a gift from us to you. Yeah. Here's some fuckery for you. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Lopez, 499. I saw they had Gable. I refuse to call him Shorty G in that match. Good. Out of all those guys, they should have put him over. He and AJ would kill it. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll take that. At least Shorty G. 
I hate saying that name, but at least he's had some wins this year. Him and Drew Gulak, one-on-one, and the winner gets the title. If you want Grand Metal League, at least give him some wins first. He hasn't won a match on SmackDown ever. That's a a real stat. He's never won a singles match on SmackDown. And he's challenging for the Intercontinental title. Uh, For a story... And this is what I think is lacking in wrestling, and it's hurting wrestling, is the storyline sucks. And the fact that he's in an Intercontinental title match without ever winning a singles match ever until tonight, uh, that's just kind of bullshittery. <laughs> bullshittery and fuckery all, all together. It, it's going to be a good match, though. I think the match will surprise The match us. will be great. AJ and Grand League is going to be awesome. But at least build a path to get there. So we had the bar fight tonight. And let me tell you, it just popped in my head of why I was disappointed by this bar fight tonight. And I've got a solution for all WWE cinematic matches in the future. Uh, Remember the WWE 2K18 or 19 commercial with all the guys in the bar? Nope. You remember this? Like Sheamus was in there. Like they, uh, I think. Oh, uh, uh, with Stone Cold and yeah, Stone Cold, Rock and Schwarzenegger. That was not Rock. The Terminator. Oh no, no! I'm no. thinking of the one with Bret Hart and Stone Cold and and Shawn Michaels. In a ballroom. No, that, that was that at was a party. No, I'm talking the bar one a couple years ago. It was a Welcome to Suplex City. Uh, oh. 2K. If they put the two, okay, let me just say this right now. If they put the team that makes the 2K commercials in charge of these cinematic matches, WWE would be in the top twenty. TV ratings every week, at least for cable. Hmm. Like, but I want something cool, something stylized. This was too brightly lit and sterile. Yeah. That bar looked too clean. I liked it. I liked it too. You're paying way too much attention to detail, Glenn. It's a bar fight. It's like if it was a swamp I've been fight. to many a well lit bar. Have you ever been in like a bar with a bathroom that clean? Yes. Oh. When you get there, uh, right when they open. Of course he has. What kind of question is that? <laughs> this is Raj. <laughs> That's true. He, he only goes. Oh, is that right before I got here? <laughs> he goes to country clubs. That's true. <laughs> most most. I like I like dive bars. I like bars where where I'm afraid to touch anything in the bathroom. You know. Where I'm like lifting up the toilet seat cover with my foot and flushing. The you have to squat the whole time. Ew. Oh no, dude! I do the serious stuff at home. I don't do that in a bar. You nuts? Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I do the toilet. You flush. Lining. You flush the toilet with your foot too, right, Glenn? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I do too. Up. <laughs> and that's why I'll never touch a, a toilet uh, handle because everyone else is putting their foot on there. Yes. Like, yeah, you get messed with. Even that. more reason. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we got some super chats to get to, uh, let's save those, uh, to talk about this bar fight though. Um, yeah, man, this was really good. So they were there. Seamus, uh, was hanging out. Jeff Seamus looked jacked and you forget how big these guys are. And then you see him in regular clothes and him in that stereotypical Irishman outfit, but he looked just gigantic. He looked yoked. And this, uh, I like Jeff referencing this brother had to delete his WWE career. I thought that was very clever. Uh, Jeff was there to recover his, threw the beer at Sheamus, and then they went at him, man. And uh, there was a lot here. I mean, they were in the bathroom. A ladder came out. Uh, and they're, like, they're like, taking bumps on the concrete. Like, this is not, like, there's no mat. I did not like that for Jeff, though, I'll be honest. I was worried uh, my whole entire time I'm watching this. Exactly. That was concrete. Yeah. Uh, Hardy power bombing the bartender. Leonzo Duncan thinks that was a metaphor for his demons and defeating them. Oh. Like, 
the storytelling okay. here was good. The action was good. Yeah, for me, it's I don't think Vince thought of that. Yeah, it was just the aesthetic. I thought it could have looked a little more, more stylized. But uh, I liked it. Yep. Yeah, this would have been this would have been very good on Extreme Rules. I think. Uh, yes, it would have. Pay per view. I, I get why they they need the ratings. The ratings are collapsing right now. So I see why they're not getting the network subscription. So moving it to Extreme Rules. I mean, I'm moving it to SmackDown from Extreme Rules. Is, is it on purpose? To, yeah. Because it was originally supposed to be at Extreme Rules. So was uh, the right. big show Randy Orton match. And that actually collapsed in the ratings. Well, well. Nothing for nothing. I mean, that's smart thinking on their part to some degree, right? To try to help spike ratings, even though it didn't work for that first match you just said, show in uh, Orton. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a trying. It's it's kind of it's a combination of desperate, but also yes. Um, yes. trying to fix smart. it. Yeah, doing something. And I like cinematic matches. I, I'm yet. I think I'm okay saying this, actually. I'm yet to see a bad cinematic match. I, I hate it. Oh, really? I hated the Swamp Fight. And I hated the uh, Money in the Bank match. But Oh. Oh, okay. I did not like that either. Okay, there you go. There's the one. <laughs> Is that cinematic? Was that cinematic, kind of? Yeah, I remember they were fighting in the office, and there was Doink the Clown. Brother Love was in the, the bathroom for no reason. Ugh. All right, should we do this? Uh, yes. Hey, hey, cue your music, Raj. I just don't have it ready to go. Okay, hold on. <laughs> He's got to prep for this. Uh, Friday Night Raj, Jewel Slinger. Friday Night Raj, let's take a quick moment to honor tonight's bar fight. Hit play on your theme music, and I'll take the shot of Patron. Cheers. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. One... <laughs> Are you planning on YouTube because we're, we're not going to be able to hear it? We're hearing us. We're hearing, we're hearing us. us. Not you. Not you. No. no shit. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Hold on. Let me try one more thing. Stop with the audio coming through. All right. How's this? No. How about... Uh... No. How were you doing it before? How about this? Yeah. I, I, you know. Here we go. How's that? Can you hear that? Oh, going with that. Can you hear that? This was absolutely this worth, was the, absolutely wait. worth the wait. <laughs> All right. Okay, get rid of the delay. Take us, the off delay. The, uh... us off the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Lee, ten dollars. I'm muting Raj till he figures this out. I got it. Okay. Says I agree, <laughs> Biggie. Your audio is not coming through your microphone, Raj. So like that up. Uh, I agree, Biggie will pull off a tremendous seal. However, I disagree on him turning on New Day. The formula has always been the star turning on his partners, but I feel like New Day is going to change the narrative. All right, there we go. Raj, if this was me, you'd be going boinkers. For the record. what the fuck, Lynn? You would be going boinkers on me if the, my what? mic and all this started happening. Oh my god! Are you yeah. kidding, Matt? Your microphone's terrible. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. I didn't see that question though. To be honest, put it back, Glenn. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I gotta find it again. Um, Biggie. Oh, Yellow Biggie. Uh, 
Big E, Paul, a tremendous heel. I disagree with him turning on the New Day. The formula has always been the star turning on his partners, but I feel like the New Day is going to change the narrative. Why would they turn on him, though? That makes no sense. No, no, God, no. Those are the two heels I do not want to see. No, no. Big E is a monster heel. Oh, my God. You could uh, Automatic main event WrestleMania, even, I will. I would say, if they did that right. I think I think Big E as a heel with Xavier Woods with him, like Xavier Woods turning heel too, like kind of as his his Paul Heyman almost. He, he doesn't need a mouthpiece though. He's good. Yeah, but I, is... I could see Xavier turning, uh, kind of getting lost in the shuffle if Big E turns <laughs> heel. Uh, uh, you know, as a baby. Face. What's he gonna do? Right. That's a good so point. him being like a, a heel spokesperson for Big E, I could see. Uh, I could you see hope so because. I love Xavier Woods. He's such a good, uh, besides being a great wrestler, obviously, um, Mm -hmm. he's such a good guy in real life. Such a good guy. Love him. Yeah, Um, I don't want to see him getting lost in the shuffle. It was like when uh, Alberto Del Rio split apart from Ricardo. And it's like, what are you going to do with Ricardo? You know, there's nothing for him. Uh, You want to see, and and he was such a good part of that act. Hey, you didn't like Lucha, Ricardo? Remember? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> he dressed up like in Lucha outfit once. I could have sworn. In Lucha Underground or I I wanna say yeah. Somewhere yeah, I saw Ricardo it. was in a porn movie once. Did you ever see that? He was I like in did. a classroom. I'm good. I don't think he, he did anything, but he was uh he was in the classroom. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> so Oh, I've lost where I am. Oh, uh, Antoine Ferris saying we, we buried the lead. Raj out there doing number twos in dirty bar bathrooms. But in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, like, I will go home from what I am doing. I will drive home or to uh, the nearest Starbucks because I've had better than average luck with their bathrooms. Uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> read something that Matt Hardy is not happy in AEW. Is that true? Well... Not fully not happy, I saw. It was his character plays better to an audience, which he's correct on his whole, you know. And that's why they're doing his multiple personality stuff, correct? Yeah. Raj? He, I mean, I, I, I can't see him being unhappy because of the situation that we're in. But his gimmick sucks in this environment. You know, It does. Uh, but that's why. He, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. He said that because when he said, you know, that's why he's doing the you know multiple Matt Hardy personas because his original character he went there to, to do, you know, it has to have an audience. He's right; it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, only one of his characters works in this environment. That's his normal, huh? Know, his normal self, in my opinion. So he's going to be Matthew Hardy. He said as of last. <laughs> Matt, I swear to God, is that Matthew Hardy? Matthew Lillard Hardy. Uh, <laughs> so Peter Bahi uh, says he's recovering from COVID along with oh, his wife. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you for Peter. Keeping... Really? Peter. Yeah, thank you for keeping me entertained for the past hour during this crazy time. Uh, Peter, I hope you get well soon, man. Uh, I Peter's mentioned this the boy. other night, but I had uh, multiple family members that were dealing with this over the last two weeks, and they're out of the woods now. But, man, it's uh, this thing's no joke. you know. And I think for my older relatives, they're very lucky to have made it through this. Yep, family members had it here too. Um, up from Connecticut, though. Yeah. One, it 
beat the you know what out of her and then the other one didn't even notice she had it you know so yeah who knows just god bless be thank god you got you know you got through it absolutely man uh because yeah, uh me and peter we were just emailing a few days ago and he didn't know so this is pretty Ooh. new so um thinking of you pete man uh best of luck Damn, to you. Pete. And, oh, absolutely yeah and you know man amitabe who i mentioned the indian actor he's still yeah. in the hospital it's been wow. a, it's been a week and a half so so, ba- just no so back to bahi back to peter peter just yeah. got it he said uh he said he's, he did, uh, i think recovering. he must have just found out what going he says recovering so I, okay. I mean, I'm assuming. Um, but I'll say this. I think I mentioned this before. Seriously, now you can find them again. If you don't own one, order a pulse oximeter. It's that little thing that clips on your finger. They're like yes. 20 bucks. Uh, I'm telling you, my relatives that had it, I got them for them. And they were checking with their healthcare provider all every day, uh, multiple times. And they're saying, what's your blood oxygen at? What's your blood oxygen at? And if you know that and you're able to give a health professional that, they're going to be able to tell you so much more rather than just, are you running a fever or you feel short of breath? Like that's the number you need to know. Here's the thing. When I had pneumonia in the hospital, that was my number one number that they were yeah. looking at at all times, right? And um, I was going to say, um, with this, though, once they get to a certain number, obviously then they they have to go into the hospital. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Does that work if you're 90. asymptomatic? Yeah. Well, if you can't breathe, I mean, the main reason, you know, I don't mean to, to give medical advice, but the main reason people seem to get right, hospitalized with COVID is that they're having trouble breathing. And they don't know. And and so I've got relatives, especially older relatives, that what, what I mean, you guys have had your parents get sick and whether they say, oh, I just need to rest, I just need to sleep it off. But if your blood oxygen is in the low 90s or falls below 90, like you need oxygen, you need to go see a medical professional. And uh, yeah, you couldn't get these for the longest time, but that was the number that the doctors cared about the most. So I think everybody should have one of these in their home just in case uh, they come down with it, because that's the number that uh, you need to know. It's critical. Yeah. Uh, Ross McLean, 499, says, Thoughts on how Otis and Mandy will play out? I'd like to see her turn heel by stealing the money in the bank, briefcase, and cashing in on the women's title. We did have a little vignette yeah. tonight recapping their uh, romance and saying the love story continues next Friday on SmackDown. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's jump, I guess, jump the shark. I don't know. I don't know what the right Yeah, I don't care. Jump about the shark, it. I, I guess, is it. jumping the shark. But This thing know, has been yeah. riding a shark the entire time. <laughs> like it's on its back grabbing the dorsal. Uh Jackson Callens 499 saying he met a six foot three. Or no, he's six foot three. He met a guy at Walmart the other day who was six foot eleven. Buff, crazy, not used to seeing big monsters like that outside of wrestling. Um I mean that was the part of it when Vince McMahon saw you in person, Matt. That was your goal, right? You were like, if Vince McMahon sees me in person, I'm in. Yep. You know? And he was. Yeah. Something and about that's, it, man. That's a freak of nature. Not, not many people. I mean, seriously, not uh, not you know, not many people look like you. That's a uh... his DNA <sighs> is in space. Your DNA is in space. Bob when the Builder is not impressed. When <laughs> humanity is wiped out, the DNA will come back, and they will use it to repopulate the Earth with Matt Morgan's when, DNA. When you guys see nine foot aliens running around this planet, <laughs> it's my fault. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. Ricardo teamed with Callisto for a time in NXT under the mask. There you go. There you go. There you um, go. So this tonight was, I mean, Jeff Hardy had the bar fight. Yeah. It was entertaining. I mean, you didn't miss anything if you missed it. 
it didn't kill me to watch it. I can't believe I'm saying that as part of my, my like judging if this is a good show or not. But this is where we've been at. I would say for, for me, about a year and a half, two years, you know, with WWE programming, except for NXT and AEW, obviously. But for WWE, SmackDown usually and Raw, SmackDown's gotten better, a, a lot better. Um, Happier. I've liked it since they've, gone to, since they've gone to Fox, I've dug it, I'll be honest. Well, I think they finally have a network. I mean, do you think USA gives WWE notes? I think Fox is more likely to flex given what they're paying for it. Which is USA good. is happy with what they have. Yeah. USA WWE is by far. I, I do wonder, like at some point, if you you know NBC they started the Peacock Network, if they will ever yep. drop USA Network. If if all they have is WWE, then what's the point of keeping? No, 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 they'll keep it. Why? I mean, come on, the bar's low, but you know, come on, Chris Lee knows best is in his tenth season on USA. Like they'll put anything on the air, and that well, doesn't, doesn't do good ratings. When when they move, if that is a hit, when they move that to Peacock and get people, to no, 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 dude, have you seen Peacock? I've had it for a couple months. It's, it's terrible. It's the like it just started like a few weeks ago, right? They had early access for Comcast subscribers, like. It's supposed to be the NBC <laughs> streaming service. Like, dude, I like it's I, gonna I so fail unless they get like real programming on it. No, they've got well, the new Saved by the Bell, the new Punky Brewster, they moved it, over AP Bio. Like, is anyone talking about that? Well, it hasn't launched yet. Uh, it has. I, I have Peacock. No, 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 the new shows. Like, okay. I think Brave New World is the only one that's rolled out mm. so far, but they're putting money into original programming. I, they don't even have I the do office. I think yet. that there is the danger of cable networks getting dropped with streaming coming up. Uh, coming along no dude g4 is coming back did you see today g4 which wasn't profitable cable has gotten so bad the g4 that became the esquire channel now they're saying maybe we should bring g4 back those numbers were better than what anything's doing now you know cable's dying it's a weird time uh so i think that's about it guys that covers everything um well there is some news hold on uh first off oh that's right Angel Garza got married this past week. Um, not on the air. Not on the air. They did the the engagement on the air. Um, AEW crushed NXT this past week. Like it was. Uh, it was. What was it? Uh, so what was it? AEW did eight hundred forty-five thousand viewers, up seven percent from last week. NXT did six hundred fifteen thousand, minus three percent. So AEW six one five. Hang on, six one five. So it was, uh, for NXT, 6-15? Yeah. Wow. That's an ass-kicking. It was an ass-kicking. 37% in the 18-49 demo. Uh, it was even bigger. Uh, it was almost 100%. Uh, AEW did a .32. NXT did a .17. So almost wow. doubling NXT in that demo. And there was a demo this past week where... AEW actually beat Raw and SmackDown. It was females 18 to 34. Uh, granted, that's not a, a big sighted demo, but the fact that they won a demo this week, usually you, that signals tides changing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's what's his name? It's uh, Jungle Boy, dude. Hmm. Girls really? love Jungle Boy. They Yes, they, they, they love Jungle Boy. It was a hot show. The The highest point was actually the Young Bucks and uh, Butcher and the Blade match at the end of that. Huh. Yeah. But um, yeah, Jericho and Orange Cassidy, once again, wasn't. Um, but, the highest rated. Yeah. I, I, Jericho, I, he needs to move on. But 
AEW, yes, man, they're, they they learn from their mistakes. When they do a low rating, they come, they don't stick with that. They come back the next week. Except Jericho Orange Cassidy. Right. Yes, exactly. Except Orange. Uh, yeah. Everything else. Because four weeks ago, they did their low. And then since now they're at their high, this was their best number in the COVID era. So, uh, also, um, WWE, uh, the plans right now are for Randy Orton and Edge at WrestleMania 37 and I quit match. Um, it was supposed to be, they were supposed to do something at SummerSlam. Edge got injured, but that is the current plan. So what does that mean? Do they have to build to it now the whole way from here to then? Well, Edge won't be back until, you know, for an, I know. probably another four or five months, but yeah. See, sometimes I don't like that. I don't like when they give us the match this far in advance because now it takes me out of the moment. If Randy has, like, they're not going to have him wrestle the title. Like, he's not going to become champion and then go against that, right? At Mania? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. So, Matt, uh, can we see? Also... Oh, sorry, Ben. I hear all the little Rajas in the back. <laughs> I know. They're, they are running the around. The mini Rajas. They are running around. Uh, also this week, uh, Seth Rollins said this is the golden age of wrestling, which I called huge bullshit on, but there are some people who apparently believe that. Huh. Like who? Who believes that? There are people like, oh, huge, great wrestling matches. There's all these great wrestling matches right now. It's great matches. Yep. Oh, That's oh, not... Okay, okay. I'll agree with that. The athleticism, the ring work, everything. Yes. What is athleticism, is though? It, it, are the Young Bucks a better athlete than Goldberg? Goldberg was in the NFL. Yes. Goldberg, had Goldberg was yes. in the NFL. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Athleticism to me is you can you can run faster, jump higher, you're quicker, you're, you know what I mean? You're stronger. When, but Goldberg, different... when he did a spear, was way bigger. Like, that move looked like it killed you as opposed to the Young it's Bucks doing not, a flip on that somebody. Doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean it's athletic. Okay. It is okay, because of that speed and that twitch and you know. It's a tackle, Raj. Any one of us can do a tackle. I promise you could But how your... many people look like it, it would kill you? Yeah, but Marco Stun is not athletic. gonna tackle you and it's gonna look like it's but gonna kill you. That's not athletic, is my point, is all I'm, all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're better, good lord, I'm not saying that. So listen, the match the, the match is more athletic, there's somewhat more exciting, I guess you could say. Absolutely. But he, but here's where it's nothing by comparison, it, by a long shot. The stories told in the ring, the larger-than-life characters, the promos. Those are the three things. Three, there we go. Three things that drew fans in back in the day to have the Attitude Era, to have Rock and Wrestling, Hulk Hogan's era, and, and, and whatnot, right? We don't have that today. True. So this is not a golden age of wrestling. It may be a golden age as far as talents, yeah. being ridiculously talented and much better in the ring today, yes, I'll agree with that. And good Lord, especially the women. All yeah, right, yeah. I would say it's a golden era of women's wrestling for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a golden age of a lot of people making a little money. Uh, back in the day, you had WCW and WWE and ECW, and those guys were making a lot more than what these guys were making. But uh, Yeah, but that put WCW out of business. Well, that that wasn't what put WCW out of business. It was the shitty booking that they had in '99. They just yeah. self destructed. They were way profitable in '97 and '98. I'm wa- I'm watching New Blood right now on YouTube. I'm going through all like those uh, nitros week by week. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. It keeps popping up on my YouTube feed. Do you remember how hot those crowds were in Nitro? Like it was insane when the NWO would come out, and there was that level of unpredictability, and and there was just this, yes. uh, there was that buzz in the air that you don't you don't feel it. Uh, absolutely. Anymore. Like I could not wait a week to come back and watch it. Like I would like, oh my god, it's, yeah, when it yeah. ended. When it would end, I'd be like, oh, my life's over. <laughs> like, I swear to God, it was that yeah. bad. Like, I was and so and as soon as the show started and there's a limo coming, you're like, I need to watch this whole show. <laughs> you I know? Don't, like, yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. And, and either people who, anyway, I think anyone that lived in that era wouldn't argue that that, that level, of, uh, level of excitement is missing today and unpredictability and star power. Uh, the ones that didn't oh, and, definitely star power. Yeah. So definitely star power. Definitely star power. Unpredictability as well. We yeah, there was always surprises. Always. And it and felt more real. Like, show. And I, I you know, I think AEW is doing the best job right now, but seeing all these guys so, joking around on being the elite, <laughs> it takes away from that that aura. I'm a mark for being the elite. I agree it does, but I'm not uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, today's wrestling and even mine when I was wrestling, we lost out on what I will argue the attitude era had a huge advantage of, which was realistic names, characters, storylines. Um, they were putting out adult storylines at the time. It, it was all brand new, right? They just let the cat out of the bag that this is a work now it was nationally, right? This is sports entertainment. So what do they do? They started using real names, again, adult storylines. They made it look and feel like it was real. So they had that advantage of letting the cat out of the bag and then going in this direction with it. Now, what are you supposed to do? Where do you go? Do you go so much into the work and make it think everyone's just going to suspend their disbelief? Mm. What do you try to do the shooting style? That's played out too. So at both both of them, the overly work style, all right, and trying to make people suspend their disbelief, right? Like, Hornswoggle running through a wall, for instance. Okay, that's played out. Okay, so is the shoot style. So what do you do? Superpowers. Well, uh, you know, like Brody Lee. If if he's is he a, is he the leader of a cult or not? If he's the leader of a cult, he should be in comedy segments on being the elite. Get him the fuck out of there. You got to um, see that guy I was telling you about in the Dark Order. Did you guys go back and watch him yet? He's the hilarious. Guy. Well, yes. Everyone's telling us the good news. Uh, uh, actually, kind of backhanded uh, good news. Uh, Abaddon was booked for Dark next week. Like she, she should be in AEW. She is the most dynamic female talent they have right now in terms of pure character. We're not overhyping her, right? We, we, I know we love her, but her and Britt okay. Baker, I think, are the two best characters of the women in uh, AEW right now. With Abaddon, they should be doing more. She should be uh, the the female Darby Allen. Uh, real quick, Nightmare Knee saying, "Hey fellas, just dropping some dro- some love your way, some drugs your way, some uh, love your way." Uh, happy Friday. Where was that uh, Freudian slip? Uh, and Peter said he did get his test results. Uh, it was negative, but he feels the symptoms. However, my advice is to take this seriously. He didn't. Let me tell you, if other people in your house haven't, you tested negative. False negatives are a thing. So yeah, uh, yeah quarantine. Treat it for real, but we hope you feel better, man. Having all the symptoms uh, is just as bad as having it. Mike. Matt, let me ask you this. Uh, this was a, a conversation that came up with Seth Rollins. What would you consider this the golden age of wrestling? Ugh, 
from oh man, it's a tough call between the two eras I gave you earlier. Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, right? Uh, MTV Cindy Lauper era. Yeah. That's what or, I was saying. 87, 89. Land of a Thousand Dances. That was the peak. Yeah. If you only knew have. what I'm gonna do to you. You'll be coming out of here as fast as two feet could carry you. Anyway. You'll be running out of here. Running, running out of here as fast as your two feet could carry you. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> your destiny. Right, guys. Okay. Uh, we got to go. It's Friday night. Got to go. It's 1130 on the East Coast. All right. Matt's out. Glenn, a couple more questions. Okay. Well, oh. Matt, you get some rest. You deserve it. Thank you, you have, guys. Yeah. I got to get up early. Yeah, Later, guys. All right, Thank man. You. Okay. See you, brother. Okay. Uh, seriously, though, if Sasha Banks' cameos weren't $400, I absolutely would get her to do a cameo for Matt, wishing him luck in his life. Jesus, yes. Like, part of me is kind of <laughs> like, should we all go in on this and say, you know, make it seem like he's a kid who's up for a school election? And congratulations to Matty Morgan. Good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, here you want to be the blueprint when you grow up. I've got this whole thing scripted. It'd be fantastic. 400 is too much, we, though, for we, a joke. We, we should do something. I mean, it, we'll uh, we'll reimburse it if you uh, if you get a cameo going. <laughs> Four hundred dollars. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. But this is a news story. That's Raj, a lot. You, could, you could debut this on Wrestling Inc. Think of all the clicks. Sasha Banks wishes Matt Morgan. Off. Yeah, you could write it off. Then be great. I think we're on to something. We got to so write. What the- are your thoughts? Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Orton and Edge at WrestleMania 37? What do you think? Uh, I feel like the intensity in the build was great. I think the match had a lot of good spots in it, but it was just so damn long. It didn't leave me thinking, I can't wait to see that again. You know? Yeah. Really long. I feel like it's run its course. It's like run its course. To... I'm, uh, I thought it was the best feud of the year earlier this year, along with MJF and Cody. And uh, now I don't care anymore. It's like you watch the movie The Great Escape, and then you learn, wait, there was a second made-for-TV sequel to The Great Escape. You're like, I, I don't have the wherewithal. The Great Escape is a fantastic movie. It's like three hours long, though. I can't sit through that again. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, your thoughts on Dynamite beating NXT this week? NXT, like, are they, are they self-sabotaging? Do they have a George Costanza syndrome where they're afraid of success? Like, why? Why is it so bad? So I tweet uh, before both shows, both weeks. I'm like, what is this? Why are you doing such a weak show? I don't get it. it. It does seem like they just threw in the towel. They're like, here, I'm putting some Vaseline on my ass. Take it. Enjoy. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. I just got a, just got a text from her I didn't recognize trying to tell me that someone I know switched their phone to Verizon. And my first thought was, oh, this is a spam call trying to send me Verizon, a spam text. And I was like, oh, no, that's my brother with his new number. <laughs> that's funny. So well, should we take some of these chats? What do you think? Uh, do you need a run out here in this? No, second? no, I'm good. I'm good. My, I told my wife to start making dinner, which okay. uh, in I'm going to grab another out. drink here and I'll be right okay. back. You, I'm going to riff and go ahead and answer some of these. Yes. yes. Uh, so, uh, Justin Lopez, five dollars. Thinking you'd rather have Edge work on some new blood and work some of the new blood on the roster. I really want to see more KJ or Orton. Um, I agree, that would be uh, fantastic. To I think he could give the rub to a new talent, have something unique. I think I talked about this when Edge came back that him with Randy felt like yes, there's history, but a little predictable. Not uh, as not like being back for real. It makes it more of a special occasion if he's just coming back to work, Randy. 
in a feud. Uh, I apologize. I'm going back here, looking through some of the chats. Let's see what else we got. Uh, why I have hiccups all of a sudden, folks. This is weird. Um, so, ooh, uh, Tony Matrison saying Brody Lee and the Dork Order are less than the oddities. Well, the oddities had the insane clown posse. And, uh, they're insane. They're clowns. And there's a group of them, hence they're a posse. Um, what else do we got here? Yes, uh, Jorge or George Berrios. I have been told I look like the actor that played Foggy Nelson on Daredevil. In fact, when I was a younger man, uh, looked remarkably like the actor Eldon Henson. And one time when I was at a Tenacious D show at the Troubadour in Hollywood, uh, a man came up and recognized me, started calling me Eldon. And it turned out this guy had been his like stunt double in the movie Idle Hands. He played the body when Eldon played the head when the character got decapitated in this horror comedy film. And uh, he thought I was Eldon Henson. So I, however much I look like him now, believe me, when I was uh, in my early 20s, all, all the more so. Um, and I get that all the time. More so since Daredevil's come out, though. I think his career definitely had a bit of a lag between She's All That and the Daredevil. Uh, am I a juggalo? Uh, Glenn is a juggalo. I'm, I'm juggalo adjacent, I think, in spirit. In spirits, aren't we all juggalos? Um, Riddlebox is an amazing album. Love, love Riddlebox. Uh, haven't really listened to ICP, though. Uh, not at least an album, probably in about 20 years. What do we uh, got going? Uh, we're just we're just talking. Uh, Steve Mercuccioli right. saying uh, Edge versus Alistair Black would be awesome. I agree. That was who I was thinking of. That Edge would be fantastic. I was tweeting about this earlier. Let me uh, let me know what you think. I think wrestling is the least popular at the worst it's ever been. AEW is doing fine uh, this week, but I I do think wrestling is at an all time low. Um. And uh, I'd like to see the arguments against that because I think anyone that has watched wrestling for over 20 years uh, knows that what I'm saying is true. Yes. So, Raj, I can say for five more minutes if you can publish the podcast tonight. All right. Cool. Five minutes. Five minutes. Well, I mean, a pro guys, guys, when's the last time you told your wife five minutes and it was really five minutes? But you understand. You understand yeah. the idea. I'm the king of that. Uh, so what are you drinking, Raj? I got some more wine. Oh, there you go. I'm a wino. Um, uh, man. So... Buddy Barlow, a AEW shows end up being good and easy to digest. Two hours of wrestling. They have a big venue, pyro, crowd noise, and they're just fun to watch. I agree. I do find it the easiest show to watch, but I do think that you're missing that bigness. And they... They have had those storylines where you feel like you're watching a big match with Dustin and Cody last year, MJF and Cody, basically Cody matches. Um, Cody's been very smart about the way he's been booking. I think one, his storylines. I think Cody is it's funny. If the idea in AEW is these guys are essentially booking themselves, I think Cody has the best mind for it when it comes to himself. Mm -hmm. Of all the guys. I think everyone else is a little off. Um, everyone's pointed out also repeatedly tonight, it's the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future. Um, oh! Yeah. I'll have to find it somewhere, you know, as a nine-year-old boy, Raj. Remember those singing booths at theme parks? There's a pretty ripping version of me doing Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News when I was nine years old. I think I've watched Back to the Future easily over 100 times. I've watched it, I mean, I just watched it a couple months ago. I, I watch it all the time. It's one of those movies when it's on cable. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you, you don't turn away from it. That and Karate Kid. 
Yeah. I envish oh, uh Pink Star can create a crazy stable in WWE, maybe three crazy solid I mean three solid guys. WWE uh a stable with three yeah. guys in WWE. I got one. Go ahead. Okay. You first. Um see I think uh I think Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, because they look kind of alike. I think they could probably mm. get a third one. It would be kind of cool. I think Alistair Black should be a leader. Like yeah. a dark a heel stick. Yes, he he should be the the like anti messiah, like the yes. antichrist. The Ministry of Darkness. Cool. Yeah, that would be cool, and I'd buy it from him. I'd believe it. Yeah, I think him, uh, a couple of a couple of minions, and then someone like a, a big guy with him, like uh, Baba Tun- Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE sucks with baby faces. Like what? was the last cool babyface promo you've heard. Whereas you hear MVP cutting these promos, and they're great. You hear Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, their retort, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, it's just WWE does not have, know how to book and to write for babyfaces. I mean, I feel that Street Profits can work in either direction. They're just very likable. I think that's what it is. I think it's, it's charisma, right? And the biggest problem with Ricochet is Ricochet has got like million dollar in ring ability and a hundred dollar personality, like likable, yeah. solid yeah. guy. But yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, he needs a, uh, a manager and a mouthpiece probably more than any other talent in the company. You know, he just, and what I mean by that is not to say he comes across as like a bad person, but he's just not larger than life. He's not, He's he's kind talent. of a he's a he's a nerd. Well, but that's kind of though maybe in wrestling that's not what we need. But remember, Steve so Urkel. I, but... Steve Urkel carried nine seasons of Family Matters, as Justin Labar would uh, remind. But us. the the, uh, the promo that they gave him and, and Cedric Alexander to cut, where they're like, "Oh, you know, Dumb and Dumber would have been relevant when you were," which was two thousand six. It just it sucked. You look at what Stone Cold... If Stone Cold was given those lines, or anyone, I don't know who can make that line, you know, those lines work. It mm. just sucks. They don't know how to write for baby faces anymore. And don't write for baby faces. Let them sink or swim. But part of its conviction, though, John Cena, when he gives those patriotic promos, or like one oh, of his pieces against AJ, is it what he's saying? I mean, could Ricochet go out there and deliver that material? Who knows? Give him a chance. Yeah, I think John Cena is an extraordinary talent. He was underrated um, in a weird way, even though he's a gigantic superstar. But he was the greatest promo of this century after The Rock and Stone Cold. By far. But a Nation of Domination stable, I think if they just called it that and it happened to be all African American talents, or uh, uh, then I think it would. um, I think. Whatever you're saying would might be inferred, but they don't need to to be as overt as the nation was back in the nineties. I think if you do a nation of domination, either it's gotta be a baby face stable or if it's heel stable, you gotta have some white guys in there. Is it like a house party two thing where like one of the white guys thinks he's black? It's like the, you gotta have no one heart in there. Dude, <laughs> I'm thinking this house party two edge though. Remember Jamal in House Party Two? Played by Cameron from Young Black Teenagers. Coincidentally, mm. Young Black Teenagers, a group where they were all white. But I think I that, not. ooh, that's a spot for Shorty G. Mm. He could be like the, 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 oh, the, he could finally be the Grandmaster B. 
of uh, of the WWE. So, Glenn, and, yeah. and, and to the people in the chat, we'll throw up some of these. What is the golden era of wrestling? In my opinion, 87 to 89 and 96 to 98. Not today, not even close. Uh, the golden era, I think, is Hogan. Well, but go- is golden or silver, like, which is one that came before, one that came after? I mean, I guess the silver would be, would be, um, silver would be Hogan, golden would be The Rock and Austin. Golden would be Rock and Austin? I mean, in terms of ratings, because I don't know. Because Hogan, Hogan and Andre on the main event did 33 million viewers. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold and The Big Show, and not The Big Show, I'm sorry, uh, Undertaker, they they did the one main event uh, where they were unopposed on Nitro, they did a Raw, and they did 10 million viewers. Okay, so flip granted, it, then. Golden, it Golden would be Hogan. Rock and awesome. Yes, yes, I agree. On that note, I have to go. My wife is now pointing out, she might be listening to this podcast, saying that I lied about how long I was going to be. And oh. I need to go make my vegan sandwiches. So you, you could stay on Raj and talk to the chat room. All right. I'll Just take a some drunk I'll man take on a Friday chats. night with his ramblings and rantings. Yes. You're living the dream. I'll catch everyone right. back here Monday. Uh, enjoy. All right. Uh, let's see. What do, you, what do you guys think? Let's see. Uh, Bad News Round saying 85 to 93. That's a long period. I don't know about 93. I felt like 91, the wheels were falling apart. Uh, 96 to 98. I agree, but 87 to 89 was pretty ridiculous. Uh, Oh, here we go. Uh, Thoughts on Cole and McAfee. It clearly is a work. Adam Cole would never be that unprofessional to... Storm off, throw a headset, push someone. So this has got to be something for NXT TakeOver 30. I think uh, either, I don't know, if, I, don't, I wouldn't think McAfee's going to wrestle. So maybe he's, because uh, Adam Cole has nothing right now. So maybe he's assembling a quartet against the Undisputed Era. But clearly, uh, clearly it's a work and clearly it's leading to something at TakeOver. Because at, you know, uh, McAfee wouldn't randomly just start saying Shawn Michaels is better than you. It was very, uh, very choreographed, but it was well done. And I, I actually would love to see more of that. Uh, here we go. Amon Singh saying, Raj, I think the keyword to describe WWE for the past several years is standardization, standardization of storylines, characters, promos, matches, pay per view sets, commentary, TV performance. Yes. Uh, I do think that is a big problem that we are in a this is the way the show has to be and we can't do anything outside of it and it is not working. So absolutely. Uh, I will do a couple more. Discuss your beef on Twitter with who? If you're talking about Vince Russo, we sorted it out. We're all good. Uh, I'm a Vince Russo fan. He is responsible for the hottest era in WWE. Him and Vince McMahon, they were a hot, you know, as a group, they uh, they were hot. Uh, and I think there's a few more here. Sullivan Benoit. Don't ever bring your wife into a feud. I think that is the underlying thoughts of Sullivan Benoit and when Goldberg won the title 
was the hottest night of wrestling I ever saw. And that is the thing I think is missing. You watch wrestling today, and I'm talking pre-COVID, and just how nuts people were going. If you go back and watch those Goldberg matches, people will rip Goldberg to shreds, Matt Riddle, whatever. You go back and watch how unglued those fans were and how nuts. And I, and I saw Goldberg uh, at the Denver Coliseum live and just seeing it in the arena. It was just unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's a phenomenon. You don't see that anymore. And uh, right now what you're seeing is mundane good matches, which happen all the time. We see good matches left and right every week. We don't see those characters. We don't see those uh, larger-than-life storylines. We don't see those superstars that are just gigantic. And that is what it's going to take to turn wrestling around. AEW, for they did 845,000 viewers, which is awesome. But Impact was doing, at one point, 2 million. Uh, and granted, they didn't, they didn't have as many paying customers at AEW. They couldn't get people to the arenas, but at some point uh, you need to create those larger-than-life superstars. I trust AEW right now more than WWE because WWE is so tied down in their formula, but they keep beating these guys down. Brian Cage and uh, Lance Archer and and whoever else. Uh, Brody Lee. You need to give them like six, eight months of just wins and being, you know, uh, destructive powerhouses. And if you're not doing that, you're just kind of pissing it away. So, anyway. Uh, Goldberg winning the title was amazing. Um, all right, we'll do a couple more questions and then call it a night. Uh, as a fan of 80s wrestling, would you at least consider the Ruthless Aggression era as a successful era more successful 04 to 08. <clears throat> I would not because ratings went down. Everything went down. Uh, I don't think any real superstars were created during that time. Batista, maybe? Uh, as far as a Rock and Austin type of superstar, uh, Goldberg, uh, none were created. So, no. Uh, this is true. Goldberg was probably the hottest thing in the world at that time. He was. He was. I mean, you have to go back and watch it because uh, just talking about it doesn't know justice. Cena. Uh, Cena is a complicated one because Cena is by far the biggest superstar of this century, but he is also the face of wrestling's declining popularity um but it wasn't his fault but you know with rock and with austin with hogan everything went up so you could be given credit for that um cena everything was going down uh while he was on top but he also if he wasn't there it probably would have went down faster so it's it's an interesting one but uh, thank you guys. Thank you as always. I appreciate it. We love you guys. And uh, one more question. 
the problem with wrestling is that most kids don't care or watch anymore. I will ask, I, let me ask you guys this. What, and, and feel free to tweet this, tweet replies. What in wrestling are you tweeting your friends like you have to see this? Like back in the day you had Steve Austin with the, the beer, you know, with the, the beer, the Zamboni. And that was awesome. And people would see that that watched other sports and they would just be like, holy shit, that's cool as shit. What today is close to that? Um, I don't see much. I don't see anything, actually. So, anyway. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Love you, guys. And uh, we will see you back on this, uh, Monday night. Take care. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.